0: Whenever we observe Lent, what we're looking at is the fact that Jesus, as he began his ministry, began by, first of all, spending 40 days alone in the wilderness fasting. Now, what was the purpose, do you think, of his fasting for 40 days? I mean, he was perfect. So it's not that he could get things right with God. He was God. He was already right with God. And yet he thought it was necessary for him to go out and spend this 40 days fasting. Now, one of the things that fasting does is it helps you to focus. It helps you to concentrate on things that are at hand. And uh, the things that and and not be distracted by other things. And so it does help you uh, as far as preparing uh, for for God's work. And this is why Jesus went off into the wilderness and fasted for 40 days because he was preparing for the greatest ministry that humankind had ever seen. And had ever known. And uh, it was preparation for what was ahead. It wasn't to get rid, rid of anything from the past for him. It was preparation. And it was getting in touch with his heavenly father in the closest way possible to make sure that he was heading out the way that he was supposed to. Well, for us, what is the purpose? If we're emulating Jesus, I would say it's the same thing. It's the preparation time. It's the fact that God has ministry for us to do now and in the future. And so our time, this 40 days, what we should be focusing on is our preparation for the life of and the ministry that God has placed us here on the face of this earth for. It's good that we have this time once a year to just pause and and prepare for the coming year because we are prone to drift away. We're prone to get caught up and distracted. And so we have this season where we can focus once again on what's important to the Lord, and what's supposed to be important to us, and to get our priorities straight again. And so as we begin this 40 days of Lent, I invite you to realize that the real purpose is not to concentrate on how bad you are, or how bad you have been, but to instead focus on the fact that you're special. God has special things for you to do during the rest of your life. It says in Ephesians, the second chapter, the 10th verse, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. And so this is another, another thing that we do is we remember that you're that special to God. You make a difference in this world. And so I would encourage you to just pause and not sell yourself short. This isn't the time of year to beat yourself up. It's a time to get your priorities straight. And there's a big difference. Our wonderful maker has created you and placed you here at this very point in history to be the real you for the real him. And I really think that God is inviting you during this Lenten season to seriously ask yourself two questions. First of all, what does God have me here for? Now, I don't care how old you are or how young you are. That's a question that you should be asking yourself right now. What does God have me here for now? Not later on, after my ship comes in or after I get things straight. You know, I've known of people that thought that they couldn't get their ministry going or they couldn't start really being the Lord's until their spouse got straightened out. And they would blame their spouse for them not being the godly person that they knew God wanted them to be. And I've seen other people use, if I, if I just had enough money, then I could start concentrating on the Lord. You know, if you start waiting for other people to get straightened out, and if you start uh, uh, waiting till you get so much money in the bank, you're never going to really start being his. And so he's inviting you to ask yourself, in your circumstance right now tonight, what does God have me here for? And then the next question, what is hindering me from being the person that God created me to be, and from doing the things that God has for me to do. Putting all other people aside, all other rationalization aside, and then just looking at reality right now. What does he have for me to do? And what's keeping me from getting it done? I think that's plenty to focus on in this 40 days, don't you? If you really are honest with yourself. You know, it could be sin, and that probably enters into it in some way, but it could be that you just haven't realized how significant you are and how you affect the people around you. And God wants to remind you of just how important you are. I know a person, in fact, just visited with him last week, who's been through a lot health-wise and medically, the past three years has been just horrible. They have spent the last nine months of the last 12 months in the hospital. And he has uh, come to the conclusion that he needed to ask himself these two questions. Laying flat on his back and, uh, and uh, going through a whole lot of different things. He had a lot of time to do some soul searching. And he began asking himself, what am I doing here and what can I be doing or what should I be doing? How can I serve the Lord being here in the hospital? And he came to the conclusion that the one thing he could do was be the best patient that he could be. And that's what he has done. And two things he shared with, with me. Number one is that he always remembers his nurses' names. And the people that are coming in and taking care of him, he makes it a point to call them by name. Now, Sharon and I have started doing that with people that serve us in restaurants and things like that. It makes such a difference in someone's life if they realize that you want to know who they are, that they're not just an object there to take care of you, that you look on them as a real person, that has a name. And so he uh, calls them by name. And the next thing he confessed, he said, you know, sometimes I don't feel real good. And I do the best that I can to be pleasant, even when I feel out of sorts. And I got to witness the result of his ministry just while uh, I was visiting the last time, because two young ladies... They're taking care of him, came in at different times, and they came in smiling, and he called them by name, and uh, it, you could tell it just meant something to them, and you could tell they were happy to take care of him. They just perked up as they came through the door. You know, there's some people that it's good to be in their presence, and there's some people you can't wait to get out of there. Well, he was one of those people that uh, they, they were just glad. It was like it was a relief for them to be taking care of him instead of some of those other grumps down the hall. And so, you see, he asked the Lord, and the Lord told him, made it clear to him what he should do. If you can't be do anything else, be a good hospital patient. Now then, if you can be that bad off and make a dif- difference for the Lord, how about somebody that can ambulate just fine? Somebody that can get around just fine? You know, the Lord has a lot more for you to do than he has for him to do, probably. And so the question is, number one, what does God have me here for right now? Number two, what's hindering me from being the person the person that God has called me to be and created me to be in this situation right now. What I'd like for us to do at this moment is I want us to just, I'm going to time this. We're going to take 10 seconds and I'll tell you when we're going to start. And during that 10 seconds, I want you to remember those people that have brought you to the place to where you know the Lord as you know him now. Those people that have brought you to him. Those people in your past that are instrumental in you coming to know him and coming to even be here in this place tonight. And I want you just to stop and pause, remember them, and thank God for them, and then we'll continue. Let's start just right now. Hear this invitation that the Lord gives to each of us from Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, in the context of the people that have gone on before you. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me in the uh, prayer of confession that you'll find printed there in your bulletin. Most holy and merciful Father, we confess to you, to one another, and to the whole communion of saints in heaven and on earth, that we have sinned against you by our own fault, deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We we have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others. As we have been forgiven, have mercy upon us, Lord. We have been deaf to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us, Lord. We confess to you, Lord, all of our past unfaithfulness, the pride, hypocrisy, and impatience in our lives. Have mercy upon us, Lord our negligence in prayer and worship and our failure to commend the faith that is in us. We confess to you, Lord, accept our repentance, Lord, for the wrongs we have done, for our blindness to human need and suffering and our indifference to injustice and cruelty. Accept our repentance, Lord, for all false judgments, for uncharitable thoughts toward our neighbors, and for our prejudice and contempt toward those who differ from us. Accept our repentance, Lord. Restore us, good Lord, and let your anger depart from us. Hear Hear us, Lord, for your mercy is great. The ashes that we use this night are a reminder of our mortality and our total dependence on God. And they're also a sign of repentance of our sorrow and grief concerning our sin. Let us pray. Almighty God, from the dust of the earth you have created us, may these ashes be for us a sign of our mortality and penitence and a reminder that only by your gracious gift are we given eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen.